You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, September the 11th. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals baseball. I am your host, Lucas Smith. LJ Fastball is my Twitter handle. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. The uh, I know this, can, this this Friday might be a somber Friday for, for many Americans. It is the anniversary of the horrendous 9-11 attacks that happened uh, 19 years ago in 2001. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with all the families of anybody who who lost anybody on the, on this horrendous day in 2001, whether it be first responders or or passengers or uh, law enforcement officers, anybody who 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 lost family members on this day uh, in the in the twin towers uh, around the twin towers. Uh, uh, very somber day in American history. Uh, so thoughts and prayers are with everybody who um, who, who struggles w- w- with this day. Um, yeah, so I just I just hope that everybody's having having a good Friday and thoughts and prayers with anybody who's struggling with, with the uh, events that happened on this day in 2001. But before I get to the uh, the Cardinals weekend series this weekend against Cincinnati Reds, I did want to answer a Twitter question that came in late last night uh, in the middle of my recording, and I wasn't able to see it until after, so I do apologize um, about this. Uh, I had a question come in from uh, at a underscore uh, Demeester 13, Aiden Demeester, sorry if I pronounced that wrong. He asked what I thought about the Ryan Helsley outing last night. Uh, I thought he was put in a, into a, a tough situation. Um, I think um, he, he got outs a little bit too late. You know, he gives up the base hit, and then he gets a double play. Gives up the home run, and then gets a line out. So I, I thought his stuff looked okay. I think Scope hit a good ball, or not Scope. Um, the, the homer was hit on a, on a good pitch against him. Uh, I mean, like you know, it was it was a, a tough situation. Like I said, I'm not trying to make any excuses for the guys. Um, you know, I, and it, he's working his way back from COVID. You know, this guy, I don't think he's full strength at all um, coming back from this. But uh, Bonifacio was one who hit the home run. I thought he he hit a pretty square pitch, and you know, you can't make mistakes like that at the major league level. And Helsley was, you know. It was it was a cutter that was pretty pretty center cut that uh, Bonifacio didn't miss. So I thought that Helsley's still working his way back, and, and, and it's unfortunate to see that he is not at full strength yet. But I don't think it'll be too long before Helsley's back. And with the Gallegos injury, uh, if he's able to pitch well, that'll be a huge boost to that Cardinal bullpen. I didn't think I'd be saying the Cardinal bullpen needed a boost, but uh, I think they do because of the excuse me because of the Gallegos injury. It might be long term. I don't know how long term it'll be. Rather, so uh, hopefully Helsley can pitch better than he did. Last night and uh, and help the Cardinal bullpen out with, with the Gallegos injury. Uh, we have got Cardinal baseball this weekend to talk about. Um, Cardinals welcome in the Cincinnati Reds to town. Uh, St. Louis, uh, as of the time of this recording, the Chicago Cubs. I believe they have beat the Cincinnati Reds. Let me double check that they were beating them seven to three. I believe was the. Uh, the final score on that one. Let me just, just double check that right here. Um, they're up eight to five. Ooh, that game got close. So uh, I will talk about this show as if they have won. Um, so the Cardinals will be sitting three and a half back, most likely. Uh, the Reds will be six back of Chicago, uh, three back of St. Louis. Um, 
But we will. Uh, it'll be an interesting series. This is probably for Cincinnati, a make or break series for the uh, for the Reds. St. Louis has a little bit more of a leeway when it comes to to this series because of their current postseason position. But when you when you look at the Reds' postseason standings, they're not. I'm sorry. Uh, the Reds schedule the rest of the way. Um, it's it's an interesting one because you got three at the Cardinals and they have a four game series against Pittsburgh, uh, three game series against the White Sox and three at against the Brewers and then three at Minnesota to end up the year. So they don't have a lot of divisional games left uh, after this series. Just the four against Pittsburgh and three against Milwaukee. But when you look at the Cardinals, uh, rest of the season they have a lot of divisional games left. And the reason I say this is more make or break for Cincinnati is because Cincinnati won't have a lot of games coming up after this to come up ground because they're playing the Pirates who are below them and the Brewers who are just just above them. So the Cardinals can really sink Cincinnati here, but if if the Cincinnati Reds somehow manage to win two out of three, which I don't think they will, then the the Cardinals still have a lot of divisional games to make up this series. They have a five-game set at Milwaukee, five-game set at Pittsburgh, three at Kansas City, and then a five-game set at home against the Milwaukee Brewers to finish up the year. So it's really interesting. Uh, this series could be make or break. I mean, in terms of just looking at this series, it's a very important one for both the Reds and the Cardinals, especially if the Reds fall today. That'll put them at 19 and 25. Uh, but but St. Louis, have, they have a chance to sink the Reds and really put themselves in prime postseason position. And who knows, you know, maybe if the uh, if the Cardinals are able to take two to three, depending on what the Cubs do this weekend. Um, the Cubs, like I say, are beating the Reds as of the time of this um, podcast. They had a, a rain delay. Uh, they, their Cubs were at Milwaukee. So if Milwaukee can squeak out a couple wins against the Cubs and the Cardinals squeak out a couple wins against Cincinnati, then I'd be feeling pretty good about what we're, uh, what we're looking at in terms of um, winning the division for the, for the St. Louis Cardinals, who put themselves in a good position after three out of five against the Chicago Cubs over the weekend last weekend. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get to this game. As of this recording, like I say, not a lot of information out on probables after tonight's and tomorrow's game. Uh, MLB.com has Luis Castillo going for the Reds and Adam Wainwright going tonight for the. Uh, since or excuse me, for the St. Louis Cardinals for the Reds, to, they don't have. Any probables for the Reds following that? Cardinals have Dakota Hudson listed as probable for Game 2 Saturday, tomorrow. Uh, and then Sunday they have TBD for both, but I'll get into that in just a little bit. First off, Bo, let's take a look at tonight's game. Luis Castillo is 1-5 with a 3-9-5 ERA, and that's really shocking to me uh, because this is a guy who's coming off a really good 2019, 15-8 with a 3 4 ERA, 190 innings, struck out 226 batters, and, you know, Castillo's game is is the changeup. He's got a really good changeup, and that's what scares me um, in terms of his him looking out against St. Louis. Uh, Castillo's last three starts have been uh, not bad at Pittsburgh. He went six innings, gave up two runs, four runs and five innings against Chicago, and one run and six innings against the Milwaukee Brewers. So his, his last three starts have not been terrible. In his last seven games, he's got a 4-3-4 ERA and 37 innings pitched. Uh, he's given up 18 runs, walked 16, and struck out 49. So the strikeout numbers are still there. Strikeout numbers have actually gone up since last season. He had a 10.67 K per nine rate last season and a 12.46 K per nine rate this year. Uh, the problem for him, though, is that 
opponents are just seeing the ball a little bit better against them this year. Uh, betting average on balls in play are, went up from 265 up to 387 this year. On base percentage is up 337 from 290 last year, slugging at 414. So all the, all the offensive numbers against him have gone up. So um, we'll see if, if the uh, Reds' right-hander can, can rebound. He was looking for back-to-back victories, like I say, after he worked the six innings against Pittsburgh uh, a week ago. And then you look over to the to the Cardinals side with, with their ace going, Adam Wainwright four and zero two six eight ERA thirty one punch outs. Um, this is a guy that is an absolute he's an absolute stud. Um, his last three starts have been extremely good. Um, you know you, you you talk about the complete game he pitched at Cleveland, and I've talked a lot about the moments that he's had this year, just the defining moments. As the St. Louis Cardinals, last three have provided three of the biggest moments. Six and a third against Chicago, nine innings against Cleveland, seven innings against Kansas City. That was actually his worst start where he gave up four earned. He's given up two earned his last two previous starts. Um, but Wainwright, you always got to feel good with, with Wainwright. He's 4-0 and for the first time in his career, um, looking to go 5-0. and And his career, and he's pitched really well you know, against the Reds this season. Uh, especially not just in terms of uh, in terms of uh, pitch well in general, but he's pitched well, like I say, against the Reds. His last time out against the Reds, he went seven innings, gave up four runs, just two of them earned. They only struck out four. In that game, he retired the last 15 men he saw. So this guy can rattle off outs quickly. Uh, I feel really good about game one because of Wayne on the mound and also because, like I said, really, because of Luis Castillo and his struggles this year. And his career against St. Louis isn't all that good. He's made 10 starts. He's got, he's 3-4 record with a 4-2-9 ERA. Uh, 56 innings. His his whip is 1.2. Struck out 58 Cardinals. Uh, he's got 2.52 strikeout per walk. And so his career against the Cardinals is really underwhelming and that you know that, that's kind of shocking to see Cardinals are hitting just 224 off of them but they're slugging 434 should they they make the the hitch count um their, their total OPS plus is 118 so Cardinals have, have really good numbers against Luis Castillo which is you know at least in terms of last year not a lot of teams can say uh you look at the individual numbers Carpenter is is hitting 320 at bats with two homers DeYoung has a couple of homers against him Goldschmidt has two home runs against him as well uh, Colton Wong setting 429 with a homer and 14 at-bats. Even Wieders has two home runs against Luis Castillo. So you like what you see there in terms of individual numbers. I like the Cardinals in game number one if they can hold Joey Votto, among others, at bay. But Joey Votto will be the big killer as well. Um, against uh, Wainwright, he's hitting 560 in 25 at-bats with two home runs and seven runs driven in. So, But my prediction is that Wainwright holds his Perfect record on the year, um, at least pitching well enough to keep the Cardinals in the game. I think Wayne Wright goes 5-0, and though, and the Cardinals win game one. Before we look at the rest of the series, let's... Um, I do want to take a moment to tell you guys about how you can support the show. You can support the show, um, support the whole Locked On Network, really, by supporting our sponsors. One of those sponsors is Built Bar. Built Bar is new and improved and even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut. Some of their they have six new flavors and some of those 
our caramel brownie cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple and almond crisp, just to name some of my favorites. And that goes along with their 12 original incredible flavors. Coconut almond, raspberry, banana bread, salted caramel, double chocolate, which you got to love, orange toffee almond, just to name a few. Speaking of chocolate, bars are covered 100% in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Even they're even though they're covered in chocolate, Built Bar is still great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, and high-fiber. They're also great for a keto diet. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. They have a free cooler with this purchase while supplies last. So make sure to head over to BuiltBar.com for a chance to win a free cooler. Also, you can use the promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, we got a long weekend of baseball. I had three games. They're actually three traditional games, just nine innings. So look for my next show to drop uh, Monday morning. Uh, record my show after the game on Sunday. Drop it Monday morning. Recap the Red Series and then get your preview for the Milwaukee Brewers Series because they got five games at the Brewers at Milwaukee. So it, it'll be a very important five-game stretch. Uh, the Cardinals only have three non-divisional games left. Everything else is within the division Five against Pittsburgh, ten against Milwaukee following the series against Cincinnati this weekend. Cardinals could really capitalize on all these divisional games, make up ground quick, and bury the Reds and Brewers. First step in that, like I say, is to bury the Cincinnati Reds. Talked about game one, probable Adam Wainwright and Luis Castillo. Uh, As of the time of this recording, like I mentioned, the Reds have not named a probable for games two or three, but we can look into Dakota Hudson and in his... uh, because he is the probable for Game 2 for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Dakota Hudson has shown massive signs of improvement, not only throughout this year, but throughout his his career, his short three-year career. 319 ERA on the year, 2-2 two and two in 31 innings pitch. His whip is just at 1. Last three starts, 6-7-5 innings respectively, 3-7-4 punch-outs respectively. 302 walks, respectfully. So, um, success has been coming Dakota's way last couple starts. You like to see that. And when you look at the numbers, what you like to see from Dakota Hudson in terms of 2019 to 2020, and how can you improve after a solid, really solid rookie campaign when he won 16 games and had an ERA just above three and a half and 32 starts, um, is that the opponent batting average has gone down from 245 to 198. The whip has gone down for from one four one to one, and what really is impressing me are, are these next couple of numbers. His strikeout percentage has gone up to sixty three percent. His K per nine rate have stayed about the same, but was really impressive. This is the number I want you guys to keep in mind. Last year he had a four point four three walk per nine. This year two point six one. He's reduced his walk per nine by. By, by half. He's walking half the guys per nine innings that he was walking last year. His K strikeout per walk ratio has gone up from 1.58 to three strikeouts for every one walk he issues. And, you know, batting average and balls in play has dropped 60 points to 215. Uh, base percentage has dropped 80 points to 264. Slugging has dropped 50 points to 351. He has just improved in every 
nearly every statistical category you can think of. Pitches per innings pitch just gone down by just over one. And he just looks better. He looks like he has better control of his sinker. Looks like he's got better feel for his slider in terms of when to throw it. Uh, if you want to backdoor it or if you want to bite it down and really get that swing and a miss stuff. His curveball is a nice little uh, wild card you can throw in there in terms of just to make sure you keep the batters off the fastball or the sinker slider portion of it. So I love what Dakota brings to the table. You look at his games logs for this year. It started out with a rough, rough start against Pittsburgh. And since then, he has been he was able to build himself back up in just two starts, really. Um, following the COVID-19 layoff, he went four innings against the White Sox on the 16th, four and two-thirds against the Reds, and then six innings and seven innings against the Royals and Reds again. So he's gotten nothing but better, and his results have really shown for themselves in terms of you know providing results for... To get victories, you know, he's 2-2, two and two and the record might not show you how well he's pitching, but, you know, the numbers I just mentioned do. Um, one thing that is a little bit concerning for this start is his amount of innings pitched against the Reds this year. Um, on the 21st, like I mentioned, he went 4-2, and two thirds, uh, no earned runs. He did walk 2, he struck out 6, and then his uh, two starts to go was his other start against Kansas City. He went 7 innings, 2 runs, just 1 earned, didn't walk a batter, struck out 7. Uh, the only reason I say that that can be cause for concern is because sometimes you don't want to face a team too many times because they get a lot of looks at you. But with with Dakota Hudson, what I like is that, like I say, he's able to he's been able to mix in enough curves and changeups to keep hitters off balance. And his sinker just has so much natural movement. He's really good at missing the barrel, which is something that I love to see. Um, in terms of you know, and just being a pitcher, I like when when guys can miss the can miss miss the barrel of the bat. So Dakota Hudson has done nothing but improve, and he has given me no reason to not believe in that he can supply a Cardinal victory in game number two. That game is also at 7-15 first pitch in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, listen wherever you want to listen to. I don't really, really care if you listen to the radio, you watch it, whatever. Um, but I like the Cardinals in game two as well. I mean, the Cardinals are going to miss out on pitching, hitting against Sonny Gray again, which is kind of unfortunate considering they shelled him last time. And they're missing out on Trevor Bauer as well. I, I do want to address Bauer's comments really quickly. Um, paraphrasing here, he basically said that he gave props to the Cubs for chirping throughout the game, even though Bauer pitched really well. It's not the exact words. If you want the exact words, you can go to his Twitter and figure that all out. Um, but I think, you know, it, say what you will about Bauer. A lot of guys don't like him. I have my moments with him. That, I mean, that, that that's kind of a, a, a neat comment there uh, because he pitched really well against the Cubs and kind of called them out for all their chirping. Cubs are not a well-liked team around the league. They've, they've had some comments recently about, um, you know, how arrogant they are. They think they're entitled to the division. And to be honest with you guys, I think the Cardinals are going to have something to say about that. Uh, especially with all these divisional games coming up. They have a chance, like I said earlier, to bury uh, any team behind them. And the, the Cubs are not uh, not guaranteed a a uh, a division crown this year. Cardinals are going to have something to say about it. Uh, you look at the, the Cubs' remaining schedule, it is not easy. they got three at Milwaukee this weekend. They've got two against Cleveland, three against Minnesota. Four against Pittsburgh, that's pretty easy. But then they got three at Chicago to finish out against the White Sox. So the AL Central might provide some problems for St. Louis 
down the stretch. That's something to keep in mind as we do look down the stretch to see what the Cardinals might be able to accomplish here as we close out the year. Uh, but real quick, back to Game 3. It's a wild card when you, when you look at what the Cardinals can provide pitching-wise. It'll be... Um, we'll see if Kim is able to come back, but last time... Martinez pitched, or Ponce de Leon pitched, was Tuesday. So you go Tuesday to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those, it's a five-day rest based on my calculations for Martinez or Ponce de Leon. I was more impressed with Martinez on on Tuesday. So I think Martinez gets the nod on Sunday. And you're right, because of the uh, doubleheader start and Ponce de Leon and Martinez both getting five days rest, you might be able to get a piggyback out of it. You might be able to start Martinez for three or four and have Ponce go three or four as well behind him and hopefully finish up the uh, the game strong. So I, I like Martinez and Ponce on Sunday. And, I, you know, I like the Cardinals taking two out of three. I don't know if they win game three. You know, it, it, a, a sweep is not out of the question here. I thought the Cardinals would sweep Detroit, but that was, uh, that was a, a fail on my predictions as well. But I, I just like the Cardinals' chances against the Reds. They, they played really well against them this year. And I, I don't think a sweep is out of the question. And if the Cardinals sweep, I think that definitely buries the Reds. Uh, but no, nonetheless, the, the, the Cardinals do have a chance to end the Reds' season. Math, not mathematically, but all things considered, the Cardinals have that chance. So looking forward to uh, talking to you guys again on Monday. Hope everybody stays safe this weekend, stays well. Um, and, and enjoys their weekend watching some Cardinal baseball as we start this very ex- very exciting stretch of Cardinal baseballs down the uh, the last month of the season. So email the show at lockedoncards at gmail.com with any questions that you have. And my name is Lucas Smith. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day. We'll